Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. So, Shui, we'll race through our NBL this week, obviously, because we talked to Alex for way longer than we planned. And for those of you that are listening to the basketball-only clip, we should probably mention that if you're wondering who that voice is at the end of this when we talk NBA, that is Alex. Uh, please listen to our full episode. He was very entertaining, had some great stories. and Especially if you love metal. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of, bit of music there too. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'll tell you what, this was almost the round the NBL needed, wasn't it? Because things were getting a little bit predictable. We we're kind of worrying about those teams on the outside looking in. They don't have a hell of a lot to play for. There's obviously no draft in the NBL, so they don't even have that hope to look forward to. But we got the round we needed. Yeah, upsets galore. Yeah, left, right and centre. absolutely crazy. I mean, Perth, you would say, shit the bed twice, really? Losing to Tasmania, a game you were at? Yes, I was. Yeah, so great to get to a game, my first game this season, and had a lot of fun. A friend from work had a spare ticket, so we don't name names, we protect the innocent, but thank you very much. I know he listens. Thank you, Mr. Black. It was, geez, it was tough. It, it was, it was, and look, I, I thought it was one of those Perth games where we would just sit in third gear all nearly the whole game and then just shift into fourth and run over the top of them. I was very confident we'd run over the top of them. I think the Vic Law ankle injury probably hurt a little bit. He was off the court for a little while, but those offensive rebounds, the Wildcats just kept giving up like, oh, that, just hemorrhaging. That's one of the two key stats, 18 to eight in the offensive rebound. Yeah, and I, and we have been harping on it all season, but it's because there's no big. Yeah, and then the other, the other really key one though was four turnovers for the entire game for Tasmania. Four. Yeah, one a quarter on average. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that at halftime when we yeah. saw the stats. Yeah. So that compared to Perth's 10. I mean, this is a thing that I keep saying. You have to be prepared to match Tasmania's energy. And it's just, look, it's something that the Wildcats haven't been great at all season, but this is a small side. It's one that's meant to be one of the least talented in the entire league. And they just, they dominate those two stat lines that keeps them in the game. And what do you know? They step up, Adams hits a big three right in Cotton's face at the worst possible time if you're a Wildcat supporter or the best time if you're a Jack Jumper. And Tassie have the best disciplined team in the competition. So it's no surprise. You, you can't fall asleep at the wheel against Tassie at all. Now, you have to wonder if we'll talk about the Sydney loss as well, which was an absolute walloping. The most points Wildcats have ever conceded in Perth Arena in the first quarter, 35. So the first quarters are still a major issue too. You have to wonder if some of it was that hangover from the will-he-won't-he John Brown, and we now know he won't. We've actually, we're delighted to speak to the hottest name in NBL media at the moment, Jackson McDonald, next week. So we'll talk about that infamous press conference with him next week. But that Sydney game, Shui, my God, hard viewing. Yeah, so I think for this one, there are a couple of different stat lines that, that proved to be really, uh, really key to this one. First one's actually the foul count, oddly enough. So Sydney 20, Perth 13. Now you might look at that and go, well, How's that a problem? Sydney committed more fouls. But that to me says that Perth aren't putting enough energy in, same as the previous game. If you look at the, the other stat, which is the three-pointer, so 15 of 30 for Sydney. I mean, they were shooting, no, out, lights of, out, shooting yeah. out of their ass. Yeah, but yeah. Jalen Adams is on fire early. He goes four or five. Jerome Martin, Dayan Vasiljevic, and Ian Clark all go three of six. And I would wager that roughly half of those were wide open. And once you're up by 20, they're a lot easier to shoot than the, oh, the house money stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's also easier shooting the contested ones. So you allow teams wide open looks and look, they were getting beaten on backdoor cuts. They were getting beaten off the dribble. There were so many times that these, these defenders were out of position and all of a sudden it's swing, 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 wide open three. Yep. And it's, it's simple. It's just, it's such a simple game that Sydney played. They, and they're red hot. Yeah. But they don't, they don't overcomplicate anything. They're unbeatable right now, quite frankly. I mean, they're getting what is that, nine in a row, nine in a row now. Yeah. They were three and six to start the season. They've gone 11 and one since. Well, they did have a lot of injuries, but yeah. Yeah. And obviously 
though Ian Clark was a decent addition. Pretty but decent. Jalen Adams is he's now he's MVP, MVP. He's MVP. and I, I don't think JLA can win it. No. And and I, I was skeptical that he'd stay at the top of the pack for the whole season. Yeah. But it's it's the other guys as well, you know. They're getting performance. They got a, a really good weekend out of uh, uh, McCool Maker. They yes, a, yeah, increasing his draft stock yeah. potentially. Wani Swakula Bullock doesn't put up massive, massive numbers on the points, but defensively, he is probably one of the most underappreciated guys out there. Absolutely. So and no Norton for the Wildcats, which is a massive loss too. It, it does hurt. And look, at the end of the day. Norto doesn't guarantee that we will beat them. I mean, we played them twice with Norton this season and lost both of those. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's big problems here. Melbourne United next. I think that's a loss. Really, I think a lot of this season will come down to New Zealand, Adelaide and Cairns, the next three. Win all three of those. Third, fourth spot is pretty much guaranteed. How much happens in a week, hey? I, I thought the Wildcats were a lock, an absolute lock for the playoffs, probably a lock for top two. Now it's looking dicey. It is. But I, I do think they'll bounce back. But well, you mentioned Melbourne. They'll be red hot. They've come off a loss. Let's talk about that game with Illawarra. Basically, I think started really well. Had great energy from the tip. But I think they kind of won it at the end of the second quarter. Built that 11-point lead heading into halftime and kind of held on from there. Really, they weren't challenged from that point onwards, really, were they? So a couple of things from this one. For me with Illawarra, what I'm starting to see is they're playing we basketball instead of me basketball. So you're seeing better shot selection from the likes of Tyler Harvey, Justinian Jessup. Tim Conrad, he had a good game for them as well. Yeah, he did. I still thought Rath and Mayers was a bit ball stoppy at times. He had seven, but... he had seven assists. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it, there's still good things coming out of there. Yeah, yep. Antonius Cleveland, defensive beast, four scores oh, and two fan. blocks. Huge fan. It, it is just nice to see them playing proper gorgeon defense. And, and he wasn't like, even on the bench? Yeah. Well, this is which it. makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Super impressive. It, it does. And amazingly, that's the fourth time this season that an assistant has had to step up. Only the first one to win, though. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, as I say, them playing that wee basketball and, and really sharing the ball around is very, very important. On the flip side, for me, the, the big thing with this one is that you're still seeing that funk from Golding. He's struggling. Delhi's struggling to shoot the ball as well. They're 8 of 25 combined. They didn't get the usual sort of top up, I guess, from Shea Illy. I think it was one of seven. I think it's funny you mentioned the wee thing because I thought JLA was a bit ball hoggy that game. Yeah. A lot of like one-legged fades. And look, I know he always does this, but one-legged fades and spinning, like not even taking shots where you haven't even seen the target. You've got oh, a, I hate you've, to see you've it. You've got a 12-foot wingspan. Just dunk on it. Oh, everyone. yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, or pass the ball, or, share it a bit. I mean, you've yeah. got a bloody good team around. Calm down. Let's, let's, not, well, get, Shayla, let's yeah. not get crazy here. Yeah. But the other big thing, I, th- I think, for uh, for Melbourne, 19 turnovers and they gave up 20 points off those. Well, and it's amazing because I think they were at 18 turnovers at three-quarter time. So they actually protected the ball quite well. Or they were very close to that at three-quarter time, I remember. Distinctly remember that. So but they actually they looked after the ball better in the fourth, but it, it was too the late. The game's over, yeah. It was too late. That's yeah. it. Far too late. So, yeah. look, I, I still think this is probably just a blip on the radar for... New oh, New yeah. New teams New have bad games. Yeah. But... They've good. got Udo Baba coming in too. They, they do. So they, they do. just get more stacked. As I say, it's good to see Illawarra actually playing good defense and playing good basketball. Well, this it's... is why we picked Well, I, I can't remember if you no, did. This, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's did. why we picked him for the championship. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the other really, really big upset for the round that has massive implications on the finals Southeast Melbourne, 92, defeated by Adelaide, 100. Well, and I think the Wildcats were like, phew, thanks for that, Southeast yeah. Melbourne, for, for letting us off the hook a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Adelaide, on their day, and this is true of any team in the NBL, on their day, they can beat anyone. It happens to be that day. They, they just don't happen very many, often. They don't have many days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same with Brizzy. We'll talk about them in a sec, too. So, so I saw a really great slide on overtime about this. 
The Phoenix have lost five of six. All of their losses, single digits. Well, they choked that Melbourne one. Absolutely, they did. Yep. And they've given up 90 or more in four of their last five games. So wow. defensively, they're not playing great basketball. Yeah. They're giving up leads and then having to chase. And chasing down leads in this league is not easy. Well, you have less time. Absolutely. Yep. And so in this one, they let Sunday Detch and like 56-year-old Daniel Johnson and Hiram Harris beat them in a must-win game. Oh, Daniel Johnson's still got a bit to offer. That's a bit rough, but he is old. But yeah, yeah. Well, we can say it because we're older than Yeah. <laughs> and then they also lose the rebound count 47 to 35 in a must-win game. Like, it's over. Southeast Melbourne are not making the playoffs. Yeah, wow. And I'm even willing to double down. And if you look at... This is the crazy thing. Yeah. You look at Illawarra's schedule, Brisbane... Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, Perth, Sydney. Yeah. And I'm still picking them over Southeast yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, Southeast Melbourne have a much easier run home. They, they do. do have Melbourne, who are their daddy. But yeah, yeah, look, interesting. I've, I've still got the Hawks. I still have them. Yeah. I, I, I believe. Southeast Melbourne have games against Tassie and Perth. They'll be huge. They, huge they will games. be absolutely massive. Yep. We've completely buried the lead on this. That game winner. The, the crazy finish to the Brisbane-New Zealand game. It was one of those games you looked at and went, I don't want to watch that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, what, what has just happened? Well, I was at the Wildcats Jack Jumpers game and we were kind of watching over the shoulder of the bloke in front of us and saw the game. Oh, winner. was he watching on KO? He was watching it on KO with his, with his partner. And, and so when I got home, I watched the fourth quarter in overtime. Brisbane, they just showed that if you stay in the game and you play solid ball till the final whistle, no elem ending. You can win. I was wondering when you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's got to, it had to be done. Second straight absolute beauty involving New Zealand in front of no fans. You reckon God hates Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, those probably have to be two of the most heartbreaking losses back to back. They did choke though. I mean, that pass, that was a terrible oh, it pass. Was. It was. Yeah. But let, I mean, let's kind of recap this for people that haven't seen it. New Zealand up seven with 20 seconds left. Drimmick comes down, fires up a three, misses that. Ball gets batted back out and Franks hits a three. Yep. Four-point game. Which... Okay. Yep. That's cool. Yep. One free throw missed by Peyton Siever. Another three to Tanner Krebs. It's a two-point game. And you're thinking, all right, they're still in control. They've still got the ball. And yeah, one of the most inexcusable mistakes ever from William McDowell-White. And as I said at the time, Hill to Leitner, that is not... By the way, the 30th anniversary of that happened yesterday, funnily enough. He could have just about passed it anywhere else and they'd probably win the game. They'd probably go to the line again, at least hit one or two. Yeah. Yeah, not good. I don't care what anyone says. Thomas Abercrombie was wide open at the three-point line. And he had a great game. He couldn't miss. But if he gets the He ball, was knocking threes, yeah. If he gets the ball, he dribbles out that five seconds. No one catches him. So, yeah. I feel for you, New Zealand, as if it hasn't been hard enough being away from home Yeah, this I know. We do feel sorry for Copying that sort of shit. Breakers, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And now they're starting to say, even though Shamir shouldn't be on the hot seat, given what they've had to go through. I heard on Roundtable today, they're now saying Shamir's probably on the hot seat because of the defense. So tough. Now we will talk about the NCAA next week. The final fours have been set. So we'll just quickly run through those. Duke and North Carolina and Kansas Villanova in the men's. Any thoughts? Yeah. So I've seen a couple of Duke games. I've seen the U- I've seen one UNC game. I haven't seen a lot of Kansas and Villanova. It kind of feels a bit Team of Destiny stuff with the Blue Devils with Krzyzewski retiring. I'm going to say Villanova have a major injury too. So they did get yeah. through. I'm, I'm going to say Duke and Kansas. That's, that's yeah, what I've got yeah, as well. Yeah. Kansas, the, the number one seed in their bracket as well. So A couple of cool stats though. Hubert Davis, just the ninth coach to make the Final Four in his first season. First since Michigan, Steve Fisher in 1989. And amazingly, it's the first time Duke and North Carolina have faced off in the NCAA tournament ever. 
And their head-to-head in Shashevsky's reign, which is a good 20-odd years, is 50 to 49. With And you said the point differential this, was the even... The point differential was like 20. So what an incredible, incredible rivalry. So fingers crossed for that one that it could be quite a good game, yeah. But I tell you what, that Duke team looks very good. Because that Arkansas team they beat, it was a very, very good game. That was a very good defensive Arkansas team. So Duke, Duke are looking the goods. On the women's side, Louisville and South Carolina in one side, Stanford, Connecticut on the other. So Connecticut, the only two seed in there. There's three one seeds. So that goes to show you how powerful those top teams are in the women's. And this is why I said last week that the women's NCAA tournament is way more predictable than the blokes. It's like the opposite of the tennis. Oh, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, Yeah, because I saw on SportsCenter last night, no team lower than third seed has ever won in the women's. There you go. So not even a fourth seed. So, yeah. There was only one seed lower than a three in the Elite Eight, which was Creighton, the 10 seed. Exactly. And obviously, UConn have had a massive run over the years. Tennessee as well with Pat Summit. So there's been some pretty dominant teams that have basically taken the candy most years. Well, to further that point, this is the 14th straight Final Four appearance for UConn which is just ridiculous. And I bet there was probably one year in between another massive streak as well, if you look at the last 30, for example. so I was very fortunate to get to see Connecticut's last game. Paige Beckers, absolute monster in that game. Her mid-range is off the charts. Okay, I've I've seen a bit of the women's game. I haven't seen any UConn. I've heard a lot of people say that Paige Beckers will be the next Diana Taurasi. Yeah, right. Okay, well. And people were calling it way before that. Gina Oriyama was actually saying that from the time that she was like 13, well, 14. Well, he'd know. He coached Tarasi too. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, we've got some big ones there. I am going to go with zero confidence. I think South Carolina gets through on that side. And I'm, I'm going to go, I say in inverted commas, I'm going to go on upset. I'm going to go South Carolina and Connecticut. I'm going to say that too. Yeah. With very little knowledge or understanding, just picking names. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of it, but I've seen a, a fair bit of the block. I'm happy with the amounts I've seen. Uh, but I haven't watched NBA for two weeks. But I'll get back to the NBA come playoff time. It's all about the tournament at the moment. That's it. Yeah. That'll be finished just in time. Indeed. Now, we'll just quickly talk a bit of NBA. There's obviously, there's so much going on, but just kind of wanted to talk about a week out from the end of the season. This whole play-in race is kind of getting very interesting. I can almost see Nathan's brain about to explode because of the Spurs and all of that. So... (laughs) What I wanted to do was just kind of go through the four teams in the East and the five teams in the West that are kind of in the running and kind of get your thoughts on who you think are the two teams that will make it out of those play-ins and into the actual playoffs. Well, actually, uh, what do you think of the play-in? Because it's an interesting new concept. It is an interesting concept. Last year, I thought, nah, this year, I'm actually really looking forward to it because there are teams that want to be in and we're at a point in the NBA right now, which I think is, is a really fascinating point because this younger generation that's coming through are very exciting. They're highly skilled. And the older generation really are other, you know, the the NBA legends, but they're actually getting a bit older now, you know, like they're, they actually need, and this is why Chris Paul, I think is an absolute genius. We had obviously, you know, LeBron James getting players like Russell Westbrook and like this older generation, this older guards, you know, coming through. We had teams that were hustling to get older players, like the Clippers, like, you know, Kawhi and Paul George and that selling the farm basically to get these guys. I mean, they're not old, Kawhi and Paul George, but they are, they're, they're, they're older than the new generation. They're in the back nine. Uh, that's right, they are. They're the back nine. Chris Paul, genius. He realises Devin Booker is a scoring freak. He realises Phoenix has got a young team. He goes to Phoenix. Speaking uh, of Phoenix, L, they are 119 yes. and 35 since the bubble. 
119 wins, 35 losses since, since the, the bubble. Since the start of the bubble. Yeah, and they went 8-0 in. Eight no, eight in. Eight no yeah. I don't think that even includes the bubble. Oh, wow. I don't think. I'd have to check. But, I mean, even either way, that is absolutely <laughs> outrageous. That is phenomenal. They yeah. are just cooking, hey. They are cooking. Mm. Like, I, do you know, I'd, I'd love this. Chris Paul, he deserves one. He does. He, he does. He, he deserves one, you know. And, like, fucking Brooklyn... Like, you know, Durant and Ky- now Corey's allowed to play every game. And that James Harden trade worked out really well for Brooklyn. Like, now they've got Seth Curry. And he he is becoming one of the – like, he already is one of the NBA's best shooters right now. He's really followed in his brother's footsteps and he's there. And now he's playing on a team. Oppositions are going to have to really double-team Durant or Kyrie. It's just going to leave him open. I think they just got Joe Harris. They've got Patty Mills. They've got premium three-point shooters. They've got two of the – Best isolation players. They are, I mean, they crushed Miami by 15 or 16 points. Miami had a full squad. That's the top team in the NBA, and Brooklyn crushed them, and they don't even have Ben Simmons playing for them yet. I just hope that they can climb up to sixth place because I'd hate to see them play Milwaukee in the first round. It'd be such a shame to lose one of those teams in the first round, assuming they make... Well, this, but this, yeah. is, this is the thing. We, do, we don't know because yeah. like at the start of today, yeah. the Boston Celtics were the number one seed. How's this? They lost and now they're fourth. But how's this? So oh, yeah. it, oh, they, really? that's the latest yeah. point in a season, 75 games, the latest point in a season ever for a team to be number one for the first, the first time. time. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then, as you say, they dropped really? down the same day. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's how tight oh, it is oh. at the top. God, the, the East is really exciting, isn't it, it is. this year? The East is... The East is cooking. I'm loving the East. The Celtics have lost Robert Williams for up to six weeks, they're saying. Mm. So that's going to be huge for oh. them, huge for their interior D. It's it's a big loss. That's Oh, that's devastating. It is, actually. Yeah. yeah. But you're so right, Al. Like, this is probably the most excited I've been about the Eastern Conference playoffs, probably since Jordan left, I reckon. Yeah, since the mid-90s. Yeah. 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 It's it's legitimately true. Uh, you think back to the early 2000s and all the, all the games were in the, the 70s and the 80s, whereas this this... Really, you look at the, the top guys. So you've got obviously yeah, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, you've got Boston, you've got I'm Cleveland is up and coming. Miami, you've got yep. all these teams that are that are in contention. And then you look at the back end and, and I'll I'll quickly list the four teams really. So you're looking at Cleveland sitting seventh at the moment, Brooklyn eighth, Charlotte ninth, and Atlanta, who is in Atlanta the conference conference finals. finals. Yep, and Earlier in the season, Trey Young said that the regular season was boring. Well, so boring, they might miss the fucking playoffs. Yeah. So I guess the question is to you two, which of those two teams, well, I should probably say which other team aside from Brooklyn gets through? Yes, I do think Brooklyn will get through. Well, as I say, I hope Brooklyn jumps up into sixth at least. And um, they might. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to say Cleveland over Atlanta, actually. Yeah. I God, Cleveland were, so they're in seventh now. But I'll tell you what, they were in second place like a month, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yep. Yeah, and Chicago, is. Chicago are free falling too. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, both of those guys. But I mean, like Brooklyn, I don't think they can get up to sixth place. So Toronto is four games ahead of them, and there's only probably about seven games left. Okay. So it's, un- it's unlikely they get out of that play. I just hope they don't face Milwaukee. In the f- I can handle them facing Philly. Oh, it'd be great to see Brooklyn Philly actually. Oh, wouldn't it? Just... Let, let's see Brooklyn Philly. I want Brooklyn oh. to finish seventh and play Philly in the first round. I'm okay with that. Oh. I'm okay. Do you know? Because... I just I want Philly to like. Like, there are teams that I want to see win, you know? Like, I would love Chris Paul to... He deserves a championship. He is still playing at such an elite level for a guy who is, like, 37 years old. Yep. He's got oh, to get one, like... 
It's remarkable. He, and he's punched his ticket he, to the Hall of Fame in just in oh, the last couple sure, of years. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. He really, yeah. he, you're absolutely right. He really has, but he needs to get a championship on his belt. But then it's like, oh, but then like, you know, I want to see Philly win one too. I think Joel Embiid has had such a superior season. Like, I reckon I've got Jokic ahead of him. But um, yeah, I do. Well, Jokic, Jokic has carried a team that had more injuries than any other team in the competition. Yeah, they, true. They've only, they've only won one less game than Philly. In a wow, you'd say a stacked Western. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say maybe a harder conference, but it's probably actually pretty, pretty balanced. Pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's played seven more games than Joel, and the, all the advanced metrics have Jokic. So I'm a big fan of Jokic. I've I've got him as MVP ahead of Joel, but Joel is definitely second place for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, Philly second in the Eastern Conference, and I mean, you watch them play. The thing that the teams play. You know, I mean, Denver really like runs like quite a lot of their offense through Jokic. You know, like, obviously his his passing ability is really we've never really seen a big man who can who has the passing ability and really the handles as well. Someone who can handle the ball. But but you know, again, Joel Embiid has worked remarkably hard on his ball handling and his isolation game this year. They they both just in terms of the center position, they really are just in a league of their own. Those two, but you know, I'd love to see Philly win one. I don't know if they have yet had enough experience with Harden at the point to get it done because Harden just has a proven track record of failure. In oh big yeah, his, his playoff performances are shit ass. I'd love to see Philly, but I mean, the, if you as you said, if you're going to cop the Brooklyn Nets, like you you have won, you know, you finished higher up, and then you have to cop Brooklyn because Brooklyn have just had a fucking Kyrie the bloody. QAnon guy and, and you had a flat, you know, a flat earther and then you got Jane, like they barely played together and now suddenly they're all gelling together at the end of the season like if, if Brooklyn goes through and I don't think a team's ever won it from probably like eighth position six, sixth is sixth the lowest sixth is the lowest yeah Rockets in 95 um, right. was, it, was it really? yeah the Rockets in 95 the year after they uh, they beat New York and I think the only number eight seed that's made it was New York in 1999 against the Spurs. In the lockout, one of the lockout seasons. Yeah, when they yeah. won their first their first championship. They Without got... Patrick Ewing, too. Quite yep. remarkable. They beat, they upset oh. Miami in the first round, yeah. God, Patrick Ewing. That's the Stan Van Gundy. Eh? The Stan Van Gundy grabbing, well, who was it, Brian Grant or PJ Brown or something? You remember he's PJ, grabbing yeah, him by the leg? Yeah, yeah. PJ Brown. <laughs> so yeah, because he, he flipped Charlie Ward up and yeah. threw, threw him into the crowd. Oh, what a so. series. What a series. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, Van Gundy, you hoot. So, all right. So, who have we got? So, we've got we've got Brooklyn okay. getting through. Nathan's got Cleveland. Who have you got, Al? Yeah, I know. I think you know. I think Charlotte are still too young. Agreed. Like in Lamelo's, you know, Lamelo just needs a couple more years, but he is going to be a star of the game. Trey Young already is a, a star of the game. If Trey is really on, because I know John Collins, he, I know he was out for quite a, for a bit, and he is a superstar. The thing with the Hawks is that they're too stacked. They need to get rid of. They just got too many, too many forwards. Really, they're too cramped in their in their center, their center line. I don't know. I think if Trey Young's on, they got a chance. Like Cleveland, I mean, Darius Garland has just been off the Richter this year. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn, um, maybe Brooklyn and Cleveland. Yeah, but who will Hawks play? Hawks will play Cleveland. Uh, so Cleveland will play Brooklyn. Well, yeah, it depends who would win that first one. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I see. One. I see what you mean. Yeah. 
But I don't know. I, I mean, I everything really could change by next yeah, week. We're, we're just speculating this, at this stage. This is, you're this right. Is something. You're Look, right. So what, what are you guys? I don't know. What are you guys thinking? You're thinking Cleveland I've, and Brooklyn. I've got Cle- I've got Atlanta and Brooklyn actually. I I think yeah. Atlanta are actually in really good form right now, getting decent yeah. performances from guys like Bogdanovich, Capella. Kevin yeah. Hurd has been playing really well the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. yeah, Trey Young. You never. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with him. I mean, he shot the ball terribly today, but had 16 assists. So I think yeah. the fact that they've been there, they kind of know what they're doing. They'd be odds on in I, that group. I yeah. think that's what will get them over the line. But look, I'd love to yeah. see Cleveland. I would absolutely love it. So. Yeah, it'd be great for the city. It'd be great for them too. But I'm with you. I think. Um, I think Atlanta will get it done. Now we'll shift to the West, and this is where it yeah. gets painful for Nathan because I know you do not want to make the play. I've conceded today that Spurs happen. will make the play in, and then we'll lose, Ooh. and then we'll get a shittier draft pick in a shitty draft. There is absolutely no reason to be winning. Everyone around us are tanking. It's shit. So Nathan doesn't want to make it. Um, so the the four teams that are currently, so Minnesota sitting seventh, the Clippers are eighth, yeah. New Orleans ninth, the Lakers 10th, and the Spurs half a game behind the Lakers in 11th. Who mm. gets through? Well, so this is the big news, isn't it? Anthony Davis could return this week. Which is and, massive. But do you know what else and, is massive? The Lakers literally have the hardest strength of schedule on the run home. Do they? I saw it on SportsCenter last night. Let me let me run you through them. So they've got away games at Dallas, Utah, Phoenix, Golden State, and Denver. Five of the top six seeds in the West. Then they've got oh. home games against Denver, New Orleans, and OKC, who are a bogey side of theirs. See um, a way that they win more than maybe three of those. They need AD back, and they need him firing immediately, I think, to have any chance. To have any chance, they do. Yeah, again, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting also to see if all those teams... Their players are starting to get rested. Like Luca had some days of rest. So they, to see if they play their full lineups against them, because um, there's always that chance that some teams just throw in the towel because they just want to rest their stars before the playoffs. I mean, I would like to see the Lakers get in there, to be honest. And for your sake, I hope the Spurs don't. They've got a really exciting young team. Jonte Murray is just something else. Oh, he is. Devin Vassell has been like, you got the really Kelvin nice, Johnson. exciting Johnson baller. Um, so, but yeah, you would, you definitely would like some, like some good draft picks. I mean, Lakers, I hope they do go through. I mean, the Pelicans have been exciting. Brennan Ingram's coming back. He'll, he'll play next game. Paul George is coming back this week. God, imagine if Kawhi could come back. We'd have a similar, honestly, if, if Kawhi came back and Paul George comes back, we've got a similar thing that's happening with Brooklyn. Yeah, I, th- I, think, that's been, I think that's been shut down. Has it? Yeah, okay. Pretty sure, All right. yeah. You're right, otherwise, though. You're right, otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good for Clifflers because they've got the opportunity. They've bled some really good players. So next year, they'll give it a really good nudge, the Clifflers will. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll look very strong next year with, with, if they're healthy. Absolutely. They yeah. made some very canny trades at the deadline. So definitely. They did. They did. So what, what are you guys thinking? If it's Lakers and Timberwolves, I mean, that's big, isn't it? Because you're going to have Carl Anthony Towns taking on AD. You've got um, Anthony Edwards. You got that's going to be a, that'll be a that's good. I mean, I've well, I don't I don't actually know that the Lakers can get that high. That's the only problem. So I think it's looking oh. more like it'll be Minnesota and the Clippers. And I actually, to be on, like I've got Minnesota just purely because of Carl Anthony Towns. He's just playing yeah. ridiculous. Oh, right I think now. you can just about lock them in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're getting yeah. they're getting great defensive work out of Pat Beverly. Yeah, Edwards is doing his thing. Yeah. I think out of the other the other four, I've actually got the Pelicans, and it, it, similar sort of reasons to what you actually just mentioned, Al. So Brandon Ingram back today had 26 points in his return game in 25 minutes. 
Herb Jones, mm. 16.6 steals to the, uh, yesterday, sorry, I should say, against the Lakers. So, yeah, the, the defense they're getting out of that young fella is phenomenal. And the McCollum inclusion, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's you've, huge. You've got McCollum, who's played in a Western Conference Finals. You've got Valanchunas, yeah. who I think's been to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's been, he's definitely yeah. been in a number of playoff appearances with, with in Toronto, both conferences. Toronto, yeah. 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 So, their defense, defense, yeah, the defense, I mean, Larry Nance Jr. has just come back from injury and he is a phenomenal shot blocker and he was also was the league leader in steals for a short time before he got injured. So the Pelicans, their defensive capabilities are intimidating. Yeah. Um, it could be one of the one of the better ones out there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, as a team, not so much, but individually. So I mean, yeah, okay. So you're so you're thinking Timberwolves and Pelicans? That's that's who I've got. Uh, okay. A, yeah, and, and look, a lot of it's going it'll depend on the Pelicans bench as well. If they've got to get yeah, you know, guys guys like uh, like Trey Murphy and, and uh Alvarado and, and Devontae Graham, if they can get good numbers out of those guys, then mm. look, they're every chance. Again, Alvarado, another defensive demon. Oh, like, he's fuck, brilliant, isn't he? he is, he is, he is. What do what do you reckon, Nathan? What are you thinking? I hate to say, but I think it'll be the Pellies and the Spurs. I think the Spurs will jump the Lakers and get in that 10th spot, which is literally the worst fucking spot you can be in in the entire league. Um, it's the trigger point. Oh, it's, just, it's just a waste of time. It's like, seriously, you lock yourself out of the top bracket of the draft. As I say, it's yeah. a weak draft. We're not going to win the championship out of 10th spot. It's just, a, no. I, I really don't like it at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As is abundantly yeah. clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you're not leaving anything to chance there. Like, yeah, he's he's pretty staunch in his viewpoint that that Spurs finishing spot is the shittest spot they could end up in. The shittest. The shittest. Basically, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like finishing ninth in the AFL. Like, you yeah. may as well bottom Shit. out. Yeah, it, it, in that Richmond yeah. spot where they sat for 20 years. Hey, that's yeah. our spot now. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the Eagles spot right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and I'll tell you what, the Thunder, the Thunder are doing everything right right now because they know after last year, after Poku hit that three in the last game of the fucking season, yep. Poku nailed a quarter, a quarter court shot that went in and then we missed out. You know, we, we would have had Mobley, but I mean, I'm happy that we got just Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. Is looking really good. Yeah, that, that's it's nice that's to have that thing. Aussie connection. Yeah, isn't it's, it? yeah. it's worked out a lot better than we thought it would. Oh, yeah, I was that's right. Him. I was high on him. Oh yeah, pretty early. Oh yeah, yeah. You can go back yeah. and listen hang, to hang, the episode. Hang on a sec. Hang on a second. Now I'm going to put him in his place here. Sorry, Nate. Uh, did you have him in the All Rookie First Team? I said he'd be. I said no. he could be picked as high as six. <laughs> no. I said he'd be. I said he could be picked as high as six. <laughs> I just didn't oh, think he'd be this good this early. He, he, he did pick the yeah. draft spot. I'll give I it, picked the draft spot. Yeah. Oh, well played, well played, well played. Thanks for listening to this Sport Blokes segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes.